Hello everybody, I am Peter Travers and welcome to Popcorn where we tell you what's happening at the movies. And there's a movie now called The Death of Stalin, which you might think is going to be too heavy for you. That you can't possibly deal with such a thing and you people are crazy because there is, even though there's a serious part of it, what happens in here is that you laugh until... You can't stand it anymore. It's so great. My guest today, and I'm going to make him introduce himself <laughs> so that I have it on record exactly the correct way to say his name, the pronunciation of which he changes frequently to just baffle people like me. Who are well, you, sir? Yeah, this is uh, this always you? comes up, right? It does so come up. I say, I say Buscemi. You do. Growing up, my family said Buscemi. Buscemi, that's a new yeah. one to me. That, I think my dad came up with that. Yeah. But the correct, uh, you know, like Sicilian pronunciation is Buscemi. <laughs> you know, uh, and, but so when people say Buscemi, that's very close to how I think what the real pronunciation is. So I don't usually correct people if they say Buscemi. There we are. Then That's the way it's going to be from now on. Uh, it, it won't. Because I go through this all, all the, time. the time. But I'm gonna, yes. if I see you on the you street, I'm going to say... You won't even remember the next I time I see you. I'm going to say, hey, <laughs> yeah, okay. hey, SB, yeah. how are you doing now? There, there might there have been go. that happening to you. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Steve, or Steven, as the case may be, yes. I've always thought, because you're one of my favorite actors, that well, you can you play so basically anyone. Thank you. Khrushchev, though, in this, I thought, uh, yeah. what the hell is this? Me too. You know <laughs> You wouldn't be the first person that came to mind when this would happen. I don't think I'd be the first, second, third, or fourth, or maybe even fifth person. Do you often take your but shoe off and bang <laughs> the tape? It could happen today. It could happen today. So, yeah, yeah you could. You could. Um, yeah, when I read the script, and when I was first told about it, I, you know, I was like, Khrushchev. Like I thought, it, like I thought it was a mistake. Like <laughs> that's not who they want me for. And, it's your um, Russian background, I think, that you don't have at all. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, I read the script, and, and it was a very thick script, you know, and it was, um, it was like an epic, you know. I mean, it was funny, but it, there was a lot in there, mm -hmm. and uh, I was just intimidated by the whole thing, you know. The only thing that put me at ease was there was a note in the beginning that said that we wouldn't, that none of the actors would be required to do a Russian accent. Which I think is great. Everybody's that, talking the way they talk. Yeah, I mean, that would have been the last straw for me. I was like, no, I, I can't do, you know. And, um, but still, I just thought, I don't know how I could pull this off. And I said to my agent and my manager, I said, I'm, I'm really flattered and it's, you know, but I, I don't think I can do this. They said, why don't you at least have a conversation with Armando Iannucci? And I really thought, all right, I'm going to call Armando and I don't know how I'm going to tell him, but I'm going to tell him that I, I don't think I, you know, I'm, I'm really not right. I don't know why, <laughs> you know, it's, uh, and we just had the most easygoing, lovely conversation. And by the end of it, I was just, you know, he says, look, I would not be offering you this part if I didn't think you can do it. And, and he was just such a lovely guy. I thought, yeah, this is crazy. I have to do this. I can't, you know, I have to get over my own fear. And I think it's good sometimes when you have fear of doing something, because those are probably the things that you should be doing, you know, well, uh, taking on roles that are ch challenging. 
Well, because we see him. I mean, there are a lot of British actors in this as well. Yeah. Now, we're yeah. always accustomed to Brits playing any kind of nationality, right. Right. which they can right. do in a British accent. But to hear the American, mm. the Brits, Michael Palin, Simon Russell, yeah. Beale, yeah. all of these wonderful, Jeffrey Tambor, right. everybody in this movie yeah. that you would say, that doesn't fit. Right. And yet it does. It takes you about five minutes to adjust to it. And then you're just... Yeah, left. I think once you sort of, you know, are on board mm-hmm. with, with it, um, and, you know, it's obviously a comedy. It's a very dark comedy. <laughs> and it's not a comedy throughout. I mean, it does go to some, you know, dark places. Well, people are dying. You know, Stalin yeah, did have so his kill list, yeah. which was... Uh, it's a very serious <laughs> subject. But I thought it was brilliant that um, that you know the original producers went to um, Armando. It's it's from a graphic novel, mm-hmm. so it has this you know like comic book uh, graphic novel feel to to it, and um, it reminded me of like you know of like Doctor Strangelove. Uh, it's a know. lot like it in a way. Yeah, yeah. and it's a satire. Yeah, I and mean, if you remember at the time. Uh, you know, um, the other movie that came out about, you know, nuclear, you know, the, the threat of nuclear war was Failsafe. Another great director, uh, Sidney Lumet. Um, but for some reason, Strange Love is the one, I think, that has endured. And, yeah, I mean, Kubrick is a, a genius. But I also think it's because of the humor. I think the humor, you know, it, it, it lets people in um, in a way that... Um, Sometimes, if the subject matter seems overly serious, I think people can, you know, maybe not not want to go go there. Mm-hmm. But if there's humor in it, and if there's biting humor, you know, and if it's, you know, like you say, a satire, and and I love the fact that they were taking, you know, they were taking Stalin down, you know, like in this in this in this film, it's it's a totally irreverent, port, <laughs> you know, portrayal. I'm, I'm glad as, they were. As it, it wasn't be. a tribute. As it should be, of course. <laughs> no, I know. Right, yep. But it could have been a serious drama, and you know, and mm-hmm. but I love the fact that it was, you know, funny. I, I love the early part of the movie too, where Stalin's making everyone watch John Wayne movies. You know, and that was true. I mean, you know, he uh, towards the end, he just you know, would invite them all to his, you know, his country home. And it, things wouldn't start till like, one in the morning. You know, like, they'd eat dinner at one in the morning, you know. And then, by, like, two or three, you know, then he'd say, let's watch another John Ford. It was always the same John <laughs> Ford movie, whatever it was. And they'd have to, you know, they'd have to be up all night until dawn and drink with, with, with him. And, and you have to stay awake. And if you say awake. the wrong thing, you could be on the next yeah. day's murder list. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and I think what Khrushchev figured out for himself was that Stalin, Stalin liked him, you know, and I think he genuinely liked Stalin, um, but he knew that he, if he could make Stalin laugh, that if he could, you know, that that's how he stayed in his good graces. He was a good storyteller. He was a good talker. Um, and he wasn't, you know, <laughs> above if Stalin wanted him to, you know, do some, you know, <laughs> like dance, some folk dance, he'd he'd get up and do it. Fine. You, know? you couldn't say no. Yeah. 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 You just don't do any of that right. to do it. Yeah. With you, Steve, you played villains. You played, you know, maybe Nucky Thompson is has a little Stalin in him. I think, you know, he was 
about power, wasn't he? He wanted yeah. to have that control. Not yeah. I mean, that was such an interesting character to play because he loved being a politician, Nucky, mm -hmm. and he. I it's think, an empire. It's a boardwalk it's, empire. Yeah, he had this yeah. empire, yeah. and for him, I you know he liked. I think he genuinely liked to be among the amongst the people mm -hmm. and do favors, and you know, kind of. Uh, that's how he sort of uh, operated. Was that you know he was a very social guy, um, and he could you know he was sort of like a fixer, and he you know he could yeah. do he'd do things. And then when prohibition came into effect, he saw that there was a way to make all of this money. But I think his downfall was is that he really had them to become, you know, not just a politician, but he had to become a gangster, you know, and that was his downfall because it. He really wasn't up for it, you know, <laughs> and he, so, he sort of lost touch with the people and became very sort of inward and secluded and paranoid. And um, uh, it, in the end, you know, he, he wanted all this power and money, but yeah. uh, it, it uh, did him in. Well, losing touch with the people. Yeah. is a problem politicians have in general, yeah. but that anybody has who reaches a kind of... Uh, Position right. there, there's some power that comes with it, and yet you've always seen you started basically. I don't know if being a fireman was the first thing you did. Was that it? Was uh, uh, one of the best jobs I've ever had, okay. one of the earliest jobs, but I had a lot of jobs before but that. What, but uh, what was inside of you that made you say, I want to do this because it's such a job of serving, and pr it really is, yeah, so dangerous job, yeah. For me, it you know, I have to say, it wasn't like. Uh, when I was a kid, I wanted to grow up and be a fireman mm -hmm. and save people and help people. It was more that um, my dad was a sanitation worker, mm -hmm. and um, he really believed in civil ser service jobs, that they were good-paying jobs, you had security. He understood that I wanted to be an actor, but he thought uh, acting's a tough job, um, you know, and a lot, not a lot of security in show business. <laughs> um, and so... Uh, when my brothers and I turned 18, he made us take whatever civil service test came came up. And for me, it was the fire department. And um, so I really took it just to please him, to sort of, you know, get him off my back. Um, and it took four years for them to get to my name. And by that time, I was working as a furniture mover. I wasn't really doing much acting. <laughs> I thought, I'm going to take this job because I want to do something different. And it was a good-paying job. And I think while I was on the job, I then really learned what a great and important job it is and what it means to be a firefighter. And that's something that stuck with me. You know, it's still in me, even though I only did it for four years. Four but, years is a chunk of time. Yeah, but really I feel is. privileged, you know, that I was able to um, do that job, be amongst those people who did it, and... Um, and now to be reconnected with them because after 9-11, um, uh, or during 9-11, that whole time, I reconnected with my old firehouse, and I'm still in touch with them. And you went back to, to yeah, help during yeah. those days. Is um, it, is it a, a terrifying job? I mean, going into a fire? It just seems it's, it would be yeah. really... Uh, I ended up making, uh, Liz Garbus and I, the director, uh, we yeah. ended up making a film, a, a documentary about the fire department, and... Um, you know, one thing that firefighters will tell you that there's no such thing as a routine fire. You know, um, every any time you enter a burning b building, no matter how many times you've done it, um, 
it can turn on a dime and you can find yourself in oh. a life and death situation. Yeah. Yeah. In movies and TV, you basically are faking that situation sometimes, but uh, all the times, actually. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but you have the experience. Did that inform what you were, what you became as an actor? You know, um, there's something similar, and I've talked about this before. When I was doing, when, when I was on the fire department, I was also doing a lot more theater, mm-hmm. and I would. I found myself that I would go through this the same anxieties that I went through as an actor and as a firefighter. Um, if going you're, on stage. If you're putting, yeah, I mean, and there were. I had firefighter friends that told me I'll run into a burning building anytime. I could not go up on stage in front of an audience. Mm-hmm. You know, it's scary. It's scary, you know. It's, but you know, to do live uh, th- theater is sometimes te- terrifying. And I remember I would feel that same terror, you know, like of right before I would go on stage. And then what would carry you through or would carry me through was the teamwork, you know, being mm-hmm. with other actors. And it's the same thing with firefighting. You know, you're depending on your fellow firefighters to like do this. And once you're, you know, once you're doing it, um, the nervousness kind of goes away because now you're in it. And once you've completed it, if you've completed it successfully, Easily. there's no greater feeling in, in, in the world, and it's a shared feeling. You know, you, you have a, now you have a bond mm-hmm. with the people that you went through this incredible experience with. So that's where I found it, you know, acting and firefighting similar. When people recognize you, do they recognize you for certain roles? Are they just saying you're the guy in the wood chipper in Fargo? What do they say? What do they it recognize depends. you most Yeah, for? I mean, certainly Reservoir Dogs, um, Cohen Brothers films. Mm-hmm. Um, although recently, I was on a flight, and the flight attendant was, you know, she recognized me, but she didn't know from from what. And you know, she was saying, oh, "How do I know you? What you know? I know you were in something. What was it?" And I didn't want to like, because when that happens to me, usually, if I start reeling off my resume, they'll go, "No, <laughs> no, no you know. that's not it." And I have to, th- I have to <laughs> think of like. Okay, so what did this person see? That, and I just took, I went, uh, I, was, I, I, I said Fargo. I don't know why, I just went, you know, I said Fargo. And she looked at me and she went, the TV series? <laughs> okay. I think she thought I was lying because she, maybe she yeah, watches the uh, show and she's okay. like, you're not you in, that. in that. But she didn't know it was a film. And then later she went, you were in Boardwalk Empire. And I said, yeah, oh, okay. You, you, we found one. Yes, now yeah. can we stop? Yeah. You know? <laughs> yes, before we have to go through the whole right. resume yeah. and decide yeah. what it is to do that. But you have a son. Yes. Growing up with you, with Steve Buscemi, with people recognizing you and knowing who you are, what's his, what was his take on having a father who was in this business? I don't know. I, I always tried to... Um, shield him from the business as best I could. Mm-hmm. You know, I remember when um, the film Armageddon came mm-hmm. came out. And he was only in first grade. Um, and I just thought it would be weird for him to see my face, you know, on like a bus stop. Because they were doing like all these, um, you know, there were these group shots of, mm-hmm. of all of us. But then they also had these like single shots of each character with like a saying, you know, like Ben Affleck, you know, his character... He's doing it for love. And Bruce Willis, he's doing it for the glory or something. And my character said, Rockhound, he's doing it for the money. <laughs> and I thought, 
was a little too. Uh, That's not the message. A little too close to, to home. Like, I, yeah, <laughs> it was a really a well-paying job, and and I loved. It was a lot of fun to do, but I didn't necessarily want to see myself in Bro- You know, like at the local bus stop in Brooklyn, and I actually I called my my, my manager and publicist. I said, "Do you think they could not put those posters up like where I live in Brooklyn?" <laughs> and. Um, they said we've never gotten a request like this before. Usually, actors want, know, this. want this, you know. Mm-hmm. And I said, no, I just don't. I just don't want to be walking him to school and having to explain like this. And so I, so I don't know what you know. He, you'd have to ask him about how he really feels about it. But I would try and protect him. Well, from he's him. older now. He's yeah, protected. Yes. Yeah. Yes. But yeah. you know, I would just imagine seeing you in Con Air would be yeah. even more disturbing. Yeah. yeah. He wasn't old enough to see it at the time, but yeah. uh, he's seen it since. And, mm-hmm. Uh, and he actually he he loves it. Yeah. Well, you'll do the. I mean, you'll do your the funny movies, your Adam Sandler movies, yeah. the con, the the big studio things like that, the indies. You directed. You did when you were on the Sopranos. You directed Pine uh, Barrens, yeah, which I was mean, one of the great pieces. I got into. Who this, are you? What do you who, want to settle in well, being? I got into this business because I love acting. I love actors, and I love. Um, writers and directors and you know I, I would never want to limit myself you know I mean I was doing a lot of independent film at one time uh, and I love doing independent film but for a while I was you know known as just like the indie guy you know and so I was nervous you know to take a movie like Airheads you know that was the first <laughs> movie I did it was Michael uh, Lehman film but this first time I worked with Adam Sandler and I thought is this going to change my reputation as the indie guy? And I went, who cares? I, I don't want to always be the indie guy. I want to do, I I want want to do, do a lot this. of di- different work. But you also are a, you have a musical career. Do I? You do. I say you do. We talked about I this have, before. Yeah, I've sa- I did Stanley Tucci in his film The Imposters. Mm-hmm. He had me sing mm-hmm. uh, in that film. I played a character named Happy Franks, who was the, <laughs> the entertainer on a cruise ship. Um, who was very depressed mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, would start the song and then break down crying. Um, and you, you mentioned before uh, the Lou Reed thing with Broadway song, yeah, you know, yeah. on the Raven album. Yeah. That's there. Yes. You know, yeah. what did Lou Reed just see you one day and say, Steve? What you need to do is sing on my album. I don't know what you know. Well, his uh, his producer Hal Wilner. I don't know what the, you know why they thought that I could actually sing. You know, they. Um, uh, and Hal has done this to me uh, on another occasion. He had an evening uh, in Brooklyn where he invited all these, you know, wonderful singers and me mm-hmm. to sing Disney songs. And I sang, um, <laughs> hi ho, hi ho, it's off to work we, we go. Excellent. Well, this is your first time on this show. It always ends in song. Yes. Whatever is in your head, you know. Whatever's in my head. It could be what uh, Khrushchev was actually humming, you know, on his way to work each I day. wish I knew a good Russian, Russian work song. song. Do, 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 but no. there is a song, you know, that I remember um, that uh, it's like a World War II mm-hmm. um, song about World War II. And, uh, and it's about, you know, dictators. And so... I'm going to change it a little bit okay. because this is not Stalin. I don't think was a part of the song. And it's okay. It's okay. But as I'm long as you got a dictator. But I'm, in but I'm going to put mm-hmm. no. There's, there's three of them. So yeah, right. and I'm sure you know the song, and I'm sure you know, you know, like the dirty version of it. I'm not going to do the dirty version. <laughs> I'll so do that in my head. Then. Okay. So <laughs> it's uh, whistle while you work. Hitler is a jerk. 
Mussolini, Wazamini, and Stalin, not much worse. <laughs> See, I cleaned it up. <laughs> you really I'm, did. I'm sure you know. <laughs> but you can get that, people. The <laughs> Steve Buscemi sings Disney <laughs> with his own lyrics. I think it would be a huge sale. Yeah. See, it's a pleasure having oh, you on thank the you show. So much, really Peter. is really great. And this it. movie, everybody needs to be seeing this because it's going to be good for your soul. Thank, thank you so you, much. Thank you, Steve. Appreciate yeah. it.